I remember. On the back seat of the camper van, pillows piled up in the centre to mark the border between your territory and mine, driving to Beckford for the summer, you fidgety and excited, you couldn't wait to get there, me green with car sickness, trying not to throw up. It wasn't just that I remembered. I felt it. I felt that same sickness this afternoon, hunched up over the steering wheel like an old woman. I had that thing, that feeling I get when I see a white van barreling towards me along one of those narrow lanes, and I think, I'm going to swerve, I'm going to do it, I'm going to swing right into its path. Not because I want to, but because I have to. What if I just turned the wheel? You and me not so different after all. What struck me is how well I remembered. Too well. Why is it that I can recall so perfectly the things that happened to me when I was eight years old, and yet trying to remember whether or not I spoke to my colleagues about rescheduling a client assessment for next week is impossible? The things I want to remember I can't, and the things I try so hard to forget just keep coming. The nearer I got to Beckford, the more undeniable it became, the past shooting out at me like sparrows from the hedgerow, startling and inescapable. All that lushness, that unbelievable green. A newsreel of memories, Dad carrying me, squealing and squirming with delight into the water when I was four or five years old, you jumping from the rocks into the river, climbing higher and higher each time. Picnics on the sandy bank by the pool. Mum wearing a light blue sundress, barefoot in the kitchen making porridge for breakfast. Dad sitting on the riverbank, sketching. Later, when we were older, you in denim shorts with a bikini top under your T-shirt, sneaking out late to meet a boy. Not just any boy. The boy. Mum, thinner and frailer, sleeping in the armchair in the living room. Dad disappearing on long walks with the vicar's plump, pale, sun-hatted wife. I remember a game of football, hot sun on the water, all eyes on me, blinking back tears, blood on my thigh, laughter ringing in my ears. I can still hear it. I was so deep into my memories that I didn't realise I'd arrived. I was there in the heart of the town. It came on me suddenly, as though I'd closed my eyes and been spirited to the place, and before I knew it, I was driving slowly through narrow lanes, towards the church, towards the old bridge. Careful now. I kept my eyes on the tarmac in front of me and tried not to look at the trees, at the river. Tried not to see, but couldn't help it. I pulled over to the side of the road and turned off the engine. I looked up. There were the trees and the stone steps, green with moss and treacherous after the rain. My entire body goose-fleshed. I remembered this. Freezing rain beating the tarmac, flashing blue lights vying with lightning to illuminate the river and the sky, clouds of breath in front of panicked faces, and a little boy, ghost-white and shaking, led up the steps to the road by a policewoman. She was clutching his hand, and her eyes were wide and wild, her head twisting this way and that as she called out to someone. I can still feel what I felt that night, the terror and the fascination. I can still hear your words in my head. What would it be like, can you imagine, 
to watch your mother die. I looked away. I started the car and pulled back onto the road, drove over the bridge where the lane twists around. I watched for the turning. The first on the left? No, not that one, the second one. There it was, that old brown hulk of stone, the mill house, a prickle over my skin, cold and damp. I steered the car through the open gate and into the driveway. There was a man standing there, looking at his phone, a policeman in uniform. He stepped smartly towards the car, and I wound down the window. I'm Jules, I said. Jules Abbott? I'm her sister. Oh, he looked embarrassed. Yes, right, of course. Look, he glanced back at the house. There's no one here at the moment. The girl, your niece, she's out. I'm not exactly sure where. He pulled the radio from his belt. I opened the door and stepped out. All right if I go into the house? I asked. I was looking up at the open window. What used to be your old room? The policeman looked uncertain. He turned away from me and said something quietly into his radio before turning back. Yes, it's all right. You can go in.